Yeah, you know, it's 90 plus degrees outside and humid as fuck. <laughs> Terrible. I hate it. October never comes soon enough, but we're only just getting started, babies. And that's why a little sly in the family stone. Hot fun in the summertime. I know a lot of people love it, and I hope you make the most of it. I know that both Sean and I are planning on heading home to our air-conditioned basements for naps. Not in the same place. Different places, Yeah, right? different napping quarters. Exactly. I'm Brian Oak, and that is Sean Bernard. It is the Brian Oak Show podcast, episode 319. Sean, you went to the dentist today, yeah? I did, and I'm not, uh, I'm not bright, so I did not uh, really look at the appointment, and I forgot that I was having a temporary crown put in until oh. they can put in the real thing three weeks from now. How so. do you feel right now? Are you high as fuck? I wouldn't say as fuck. I wouldn't AF it, but I will say that my my mouth is slowly becoming less and less numb. Okay. But it's very weird because it's just in different parts where it's still numb. Like it's almost like it's striped with numbness. Striped with Numbness is the name of the first EP from my new Reductive Synth side project. Wow. Uh, as I mentioned, it is the Brian Oak Show podcast. This should go swimmingly. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I, we are in the Smart Start MN Studios, South Minneapolis, 48th in Chicago. Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What do they do? They get you back in your car after you fuck up. You drank and then you drove and you got popped. And that'll happen. And you shouldn't do it that that should be the first lesson right there but you do do it and then you need to get back into your vehicle smart start mn will get you back in quicker and for a much more affordable rate than you otherwise might imagine they can get you back on the road yeah maybe it's not you maybe it's your aunt maybe it's your sister maybe it's your scout leader smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. I'm going to stop talking to the guy with a face full of fucking Novocaine. I'm not really sure what's happening right there. Coming up just ahead. Let me finish. Let me finish. Smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. I can't say it. What did you say? Striped what? Uh, Striped numbness. You don't even remember. No. You were high as I'm, a motherfucker totally right gone. now. Yeah, totally no, well, yeah, yeah. I like you in this state. <laughs> I, I actually, it's been, it's probably been, I don't know how long, more than a decade since I've seen you like this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, good for you. I hope you make the most of it. Don't let it slide, <laughs> don't let it slip by. Feel, no, enjoy it. feel it move into your brain. Let mm. it stripe your brain. <laughs> Weird, man. Um, <laughs> speaking of weird, two days ago, I was walking through a parking lot, and yes. I saw a giant fuchsia bus, like like a tour bus, like a band oh, bus, yeah. and there was a huge trailer on the back of it. I'm like, whoa, I, I have to know more. I like rock music. I like bands. I like all that stuff. So I started to walk towards it, and the guy came out, and he was pulling some stuff out of the bottom. I'm like, hey, man, don't want to bug you. Don't want to be a weirdo, but who's on tour? And he's like, nobody yet. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, but I'm picking up Semisonic and we're hitting the road for the next few weeks. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. His name, again, my name is Brian. Your name is Sean. Yeah. Our guest today's name is Chris. Fine names. All of the good Christian names. However, this guy's name was motherfucking Smooth. Oh, you gotta love that. Smooth. Again, I don't feel like you get to pick that name for yourself. I feel like if you are given that, and he was cool, but he was also a little hesitant. He's like, I don't need some middle-aged 
thirsty motherfucker coming up here and hassling me about what I'm doing. I was like, nope, totally cool. But again, I'm also a professional, and I won him over. He just got off the road with Violent Femmes. He was picking up Semisonic. I've talked to the boys in Semisonic about him. They're like, we heard he's great. Was he great? I'm like, it's great. Also, your bus, though, is fuchsia as fuck, and it is cool, man. So good luck to Semisonic. I hope they have a fantastic Do you feel bad for his brother, Lumpy? Because if he's smooth, <laughs> just saying. You are high <laughs> as hell right now. You are high as hell. Come and on. I, I kind of love it. Um, yeah. So uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Chris Strouth, who's been our guest on this show before. Uh, and he's got a very interesting story to tell. It's tragic, but it's important. And, yes. you know, if nothing else, that's kind of what we do here. Tragic. <laughs> but important. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make light of anything, but I feel like that's a good epitaph for this show right here. Should I already this be the cried, final one? I already cried my eyes out last night to the last episode of Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. And now Chris is going to make me cry again. Well, Thanks um, a lot, Chris. if you have any tears left, I mean, I think good I'm luck. I might yeah, I'm also a big crier. I love yeah. I, I don't love crying, but I do it a lot. Um, and one of the things that makes me cry is my favorite band on the planet, Queens of the Stone Age. After six long fucking years of waiting, are finally coming back with a new album in two short weeks, two weeks from tomorrow. Wow. In Time's New Roman is going to be coming out. And I've only heard a couple of songs off it so far, and I'm in. I am ready to go. And this is one of the songs you're going to find on that record. We've got Chris Strouth on the other side of this emotion sickness, Queens of the Stone Age, on The Brian Oak Show. Years once and destroy Simple servants of pain
Now, Sean, you know how I feel about Queens of the Stone Age, right? Yes, I do. Um, that being said, 319 episodes into this fiasco that we call The Brian Oak Show, I think that's only the fourth or fifth time I've played music by Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, I think it's five, but that I really thought there was going to be a lot more Queens of the Stone Age. I have showed an almost Herculean level of restraint when it comes to inflicting my favorite music on other people because... That's not my jam, man. I'm just trying to be cool. Let's all just get along out here, all right? Can we all just try to get by? Is that cool? I'm Brian. That is Sean. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 319, powered in part by none other than Sean Bernard, not just because he's sitting behind the knobs and twiddling things over there. I don't actually know what you're doing over there, but you're also a realtor, and you've got a new home. You've got a new placard outside the door, Remax Results. How are things going? So far, so good. I like it because they're kind of hands-off, and I get to do my own thing, and I don't really have anybody looking over me, which I really enjoy. Like so, calling you every morning being like, where are we at on this, Sean? Where yeah, are we at on this? I just am at a point in my career where I I don't really need a lot of coaching at this point. I'll Amen, take some. man Take some from time to time, but uh, really... If a piece of good advice comes yes. floating through the transom, fine. But the people who are like, hey, I want to sit down and really go over these numbers with you, Sean. Yeah, I'm not... Fuck off. No, because as I no, said, fuck as I said when they brought me over to Remax results, well, I'm not really working from you for you. I'm working for my wife and kids because right. that's how I feel at this point in my life. And they always kind of look at you like, well, that's not a <laughs> great way to get hired. But, I mean, come on, bro. But it's all good. Yeah, the market's really picked up. It's been very busy, and um, you know, I have friends that uh, actually a friend that you probably know from our old radio days, uh, uh, Ben Holson. He I and do. His, yeah, he and his wife uh, are buying a place. And then we're selling their place. Um, they finally found a place in Shoreview, which is cool because they've, they've been looking and looking and looking and looking, and they finally found a place and got it. Are, are they the ones you just posted that, because I know that part of every buy and sell you do, yeah. you are donating money to local artists. Are they the ones who are donating to Nate Dungan? No, uh, that's actually a oh, couple different. from Georgia. All yeah, right. there's a All couple right. from Georgia, Dave and Linda, uh, who you'll meet at the boat uh, event that we're going to have coming up. Uh, and they we have just, a boat event. Yes, we do. <laughs> they didn't know. Um, you know, they didn't, they don't know many artists because they just moved here from Georgia. So right. they said, "Who would you like to uh, have us donate to?" And I said, "Nate Dungan." Um, just because I won't go into his medical stuff that he's dealing with, but he's dealing with some stuff, and yeah. so uh, they that's where their donation went is to Nate Dungan of uh, Trailer Trash. He also books the zoo shows yep. and is just a uh, a business partner with Chris. And just a tremendous guy, and uh, I just thought about all the, I hate the word joy sometimes, but all the joy I've gotten from his Why music the over the joy? years. And the weird thing is, I think, you know, I've been sober for almost 10 years, Yeah, but I have gotten, I'm like, I remember most of his shows, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, and he has let me get up there and sing with him before. Probably after about 20 requests, but yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Hey, man! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey! How, do people, like, how do people get a hold of you, Sean? 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. It is my pleasure to welcome Chris Stouth, Strouth rather, back to the Smart Start MN Studios. Chris, in all sincerity, with no qualifications, how are you? I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Whoa, whoa, that yeah, sounded no, my, ominous. No, 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 I know, but my it's because my I didn't have enough coffee today. I have a sparkling Italian soda in the refrigerator if you'd like one. Yeah, actually, I would. Okay, here we go. I Hang think we should do this right on the show right now. Brian, as Brian right now is walking towards the fridge, 
The, he's actually picking out orange the... Orange or lemon? Uh, orange. He's picking out... Chris a, chose the orange one, and now Brian is slowly, with his bad knee, marching back towards the microphone right now. Oh. He's about ready to open up the... No, no, I'm not going to touch that. He's I'm going to let him open it. up. There you Chris, are. Uh, let that refresh clean. everything inside you uh, and outside you. Oh, and let sweet, it sweet, sweet refreshment. Mm. Let it be alone, bro. Would it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wouldn't it be nice if San Pellegrino endorsed this show, if sponsored this show? They should. They really should, because all we do is drink fucking sparkling Italian soda in this room. I'm glad you're fine. Um, does late spring, early summer of 2023 find you enraptured with anything in particular? How are you right now? Uh, not really enraptured with anything. I'm, I was really afraid for Ted Lasso spoilers. For Ted Lasso spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, thank goodness. That, I've that have not did. watched a single episode. I love Jason Sudeikis, and I've heard. I mean, it's all anyone's talking about. I've never seen a single episode. Who hurt you? Well, I mean, I, I take that back. That's. But... A, I mean, the answer to that. <laughs> How much time last, you got? With not that much, <laughs> unfortunately. No, I, I. Here's the deal: when I finally get home, when I finally am done with the day. It's hard for me to be like, I'm going to binge this. I'm going to watch that. There's just, you don't, you work all the time and then you get home. And I, what I'd rather do is give my cat little nose boops and then go to sleep by 7.30 p.m. Yeah, that, that is the joy of this, of this age. Like, I used to go to bed at the time that I now wake up. Oh, yeah. No, I'm up at 4 a.m. every day. Uh, speaking of, we talked about Nate. Going through, so far, unspecified health issues, you've had some health issues in your own life, and it's also sort of driven some of the most recent work that you've done. Are you feeling okay? Are you good? Is everything all right? No. I, for for the folks at home who have no idea who the hell I am. Yeah, who are you? Um, I, I've, uh, <laughs> who the fuck is Chris Strauss? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I feel bad for the guy who writes my Wikipedia because <laughs> it's mammoth, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck I am. But yeah, no, same. But he does, and thank God for that. Yeah. Um, so I had, I just had kidney transplant number two. I It'll be a year in a couple of weeks. Mm. Where are you finding all these kidneys? Uh, well, Here's the fun thing. This this is very true. I am the first person in the universe what? to get a kidney via social media. So my first transplant was like, uh, which was, you know, 13 years ago now. Yeah. Marketplace, was, sir? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I literally. <laughs> 25 bucks. <laughs> when, uh, before Twitter sucked. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I was a pretty active on social media. Yeah. And I, uh. I was telling my story, you know, just like, and then not really telling my story where that sounds like something I was like just bitching about all the crap in my <laughs> life. And, uh, well, if your kidneys aren't working, life's pretty shitty, right? Right. Well, and I'm telling people like the ridiculousness of this because, especially then, it like if you're sick, you're, and you've got kidney stuff there, you're like finding things like, well, you're going to have to be on dialysis. It's not good, but at least I can lift my grandkids. And I'm like, cool. Can I lift a guitar? Because that's, that's a little thing. more yeah. useful yeah, to yeah. me, and and so it, it was kind of a, a weird thing. And I so I people were just kind of following along, and I was talking about all the weirdness of it, and and uh, I found out from that for sure I needed it, and I was like, shit, I need a kidney. That was literally what I texted. Then I went to the movies. 
Um, and it was something horrible. It was like the Transformers or <laughs> Battleship. It was not a good movie. And then when I and then when I came out, like there were hundreds of texts. People had started like putting in their listings, uh, and all these people I didn't know did it. Uh, and then eventually, when it went to the U. I overran the system by like 70 times. Wow. I set records there for having the most amount of lawyers who wanted to apply. They generally don't take lawyers, but the best comment from that was from my personal lawyer when he said, when he's like, well, I really want to do this for you. And I'm like, that's amazing. And he's like, yeah, plus think about the billable hours. Exactly. And (laughs) here's the deal. Even the best lawyer on the planet, because I've been dealing with lawyers lately, the best lawyer on the planet still has to maintain billable hours. All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part of what they are. And when you're like in your lawyer's office and you realize the rug is worth more than your house <laughs> and you've got a pretty decent house it's like ah shit this does not end well for me i have a firm belief uh that there are two things in life one should never skimp on uh never ever ever skimp on an attorney or a tattoo artist if you're going to engage in either of those endeavors find the most expensive one you can because Nobody wants a shit lawyer, and nobody wants a shit tattoo. So you got a kidney, and now you've had a second right, kidney? I, right. So the the first one, that was the first time anybody had ever done that. Yeah. And what's weird is now I'll get solicitations for, like, we're going to have a workshop on how to get a kidney via social media. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> that's, that's not really, that's not how I would do it. Be a person. And but so we did it again. Yeah. And then it wound up being that the person who we had a, a, a bunch of people apply yeah. and people, I mean, it, like being an organ recipient, yeah. it's like it's just like forced uh, incredible gratitude. Yeah. It, it is like the most, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, congratulations, we've got you this kidney and now you're a Buddhist. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask a question because I'm fascinated by this whole endeavor. The second kidney replacement, did that replace your other original kidney or did it replace the kidney? Why are you holding up four fingers? Because that's how many kidneys I have now. I'm sorry. You have four kidneys inside your body right now. (laughs) I do, as a matter of fact. They don't take out the other? They don't take out the old one. Um, They add. I never knew that. I always thought they took out one and swapped it out. To me, you're like a creature in an anime film right now because who the fuck has four kidneys, Is it because my eyes are really popped No, it's because you've got four pulsing (laughs) organs. Well, I wish. Oh, God, do I fucking wish. All right, Chris, I want to talk about the story you wrote because you're going to tell something truly heart-wrenching to us about a child who is both brilliant and inspiring and doomed to die, which is, it's one of the most awful things I've ever heard. And you insisted I read the story, and I did, and I'm trying to not cry right now. But before we get to that story, I hate to go too long without hearing a little music. And you have been a musician for most of your adult life, yeah? All of my adult life. Your entire most adult of my life. childhood. Okay, very, when's the first time? When's the first time you picked up an instrument and I'm like, this is my fucking shit right here? Uh, never. so i I have this horrible learning disability right so it's called dysgraphia not a lot it's like dyslexia but backwards instead of reading backwards i write backwards 
So, okay, I mean, you, again, you lost me. Four kidneys and what uh, What did you call it, dysgraphia? It's, it's called dysgraphia. Dysgraphia. Yes, it's true. I've been very blessed health-wise. Well, yes, but also what? Um, so when you talk about writing backwards, I mean, dyslexia I get, where words don't appear in the right order, they appear backwards. What do you mean writing backwards? So if you see my handwriting, it looks like I'm in the second grade. It's hideous. Uh, when I started having to sign autographs to things, I had to learn how to make a drawing of what looked like my signature so that I would give people something that looked yeah. not like, oh, my God, quick, he's you know, I've, special I've, I'm, I'm 55 years old. And I've literally never heard of that before this very moment. That's wild. Yeah. It's uh, the uh, so and it's not uncommon. It's not it's uncommon, but. It was like Einstein or Madonna or something like that that had it. You and know, it, Einstein, Madonna, and Chris One of Stroud. the two. They, they, <laughs> yeah. They're all in the same boat. So, but it does a, a couple of things. So, like, if you're trying to play something, like, you hear it in your head perfectly, yeah. it doesn't really work. And it's the same way for drawing. Like, if I'm going to draw something by hand, I have to draw it upside down and backwards. How could you possibly be a musician with that condition? I don't, I don't, I... It, it's even weirder that, like, I'm a... You know, I, during my, the day, I do a ton of design. So, yeah. yeah, it's messed up. Wild. I know. Well, I mean, and again, <laughs> and again, I'm not trying to minimize it or mitigate it. I just, again, just learned about a condition I've never heard of in my entire life. And somehow here you are at your advanced age, like all of us, doing what you do. Um, I want to talk about this story that you wrote coming up just ahead. But first, I want to hear a little music by none other than Chris Strouth. Tell me about this. I, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of this song. It's a. It's called Gymniopedes. Okay. And it's by uh, Eric Satie. It's from the turn of the century. And it's... Uh, turn of which century? Uh, the one before last. Gotcha. And it, it, Satie was like big in the... Like he was the soundtrack of the Dottist. And you'll totally recognize the melody because it's been in everything, although, you know, not watching television or movies or, uh, <laughs> or really liking music. Um I, again, it doesn't do much for me, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, I get it, especially being a big Queens of the Stone Age fan. Oh, <laughs> son of a fucking wow, bitch. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here's Chris Strauss, Gymniopediast, or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Unbelievable. I am hideously offended, but I'll try to I'll try to walk it off. Here we go.
That was lovely, by the way. Thank you. No, thank, thank you. Uh, that was, I, I very, very much enjoyed that. And I enjoyed our conversation. So here we are near 48th in Chicago, South Minneapolis, right? I mean, that's part of what Sean and I do is we like to tell the story of the community that we live in, right? Whether it's entrepreneurs, whether it's musicians, whether it's authors, whether it's whoever. But also, I think anybody who would look at either of us know that Sean and I also like to fucking eat. You should never group somebody else in with you when you say something like that and then just look right at their gut. <laughs> I didn't look at your gut. I looked at your beautiful blue piercing eyes. And my large, large Irish head. I did Well, <laughs> it's hard to miss, bro. It really I is. Mean, it's like a... One size fits all hats no, in my ass. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm in the same boat, man. I have a head the size of a prize-winning pumpkin at a county fair. <laughs> I can't wear hats, which is a bummer since I'm balding. Anyway, we were talking about food. Fresh Walk is not far from here. 46th and Nicollet. It is by far my favorite Asian takeaway place in South Minneapolis. And Mr. Strouth, you brought it up yourself. Now, I don't want to hear all the sordid backstory of what you just said, but do you still go there? Uh, On occasion. Yeah. Kung Pao Tofu. Oh, yeah. Crispy Kung Pao Tofu. It's not even on the menu, but they'll make it. Are you kidding me? No. So you, you're like, I mean, you're like one of those In-N-Out Burger guys. You're like, I got shit that's off menu that I order. Yeah. No, it's it's all about the torchy secret menu. And uh, <laughs> deep cut. Nice. The, the, nice. The, only, the only stuff I go for there is the sweet and sour chicken, but broccoli in garlic sauce. The garlic sauce is yes. so rich, and I will poop myself for the next two days, <laughs> but I don't care. In fact, you have inspired me. I'm getting it on the way home or going to have it delivered. Chris, you, um, tell me about Dispatch. Tell me what Dispatch is. So Dispatch is the alt-weekly in town, yeah. it's the, and it's the only print alt-weekly here. Which, again, all of us grew up in an era where there were multiple print alt-weeklies, and print was still very vibrant and very alive, and then the fucking internet came along and ruined everything. Trust me, it's doing real damage to my primary career as well. But Dispatch, I'm mean, i I'm trying to figure out why. Like, again, I, I love it, and I like that it's happening, but in this era where print media is contracting faster than almost anything... Why did dispatch happen? I think exactly for the reasons you said. Yeah. It's a city. You've got to remember it's a city. Yeah. yeah. And there's a there's actually a phrase that I have been, it's been a mantra for me for about six months, uh-huh. which is if you want great things, you've got to build great things. Yeah. And, and it's really that simple. And Taylor Carrick, who's the publisher and owner, that's exactly what he did. I mean, this thing is sort of a wing and a prayer, and it is not city pages, but it is great. And they cover just a ridiculous variety of stuff. I and mean, it comes out every couple, uh, every, uh, couple times a month. a month? Twice a month, yeah. Twice a month, all right. And see, I... I loved those days. I remember living downtown or just being downtown all the time. I'd pick up a city pages. I'd pick up a reader. It was it was my way of feeling connected. And then if I, you know, was feeling lonely, I'd look at the dirty ads in the back of it, which I don't imagine are too prolific these days. But there's enough advertising. There's enough money. There's enough effort behind it to keep this thing alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It if you want cool things in your community yep you gotta support i cool couldn't agree more I so could not agree you know more. if you if you want to have people care about it you gotta buy ads you gotta have it in places it's 
And it's not always the easiest to find because we don't go out the way we do. You know, there's only so many coffee shops. There's this. Right. But it is, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Our friend Mary has a regular column in it where she sort of does her diary. And, and really, it just covers a lot of diverse things. And it's really in that sense because there's nowhere else where you're going to find it. And then they do a newsletter, too. And the newsletter is kind of fantastic. Is the newsletter like an email electronic it, it, thing? Yeah, it's like yeah, every yeah. day they send you, like, wow. here's the cool thing that you should know about. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, it's like, if I went out to things, I would, I would be super excited about that. But um, <laughs> I, I do not go out to things. No, I don't really either. Although, summer changes my life in ways that I'm not a fan of, but I don't really have a choice. I'll be going out to a lot of things this summer, but I, like you, prefer the quiet confines of my own abode. Let's talk briefly here, uh, before we get into our next song, about this article you've written because I feel like there's a balance in it. You made me read it. You're like, no, just fucking read it, Brian. And I did. <laughs> and it was would... nice to know you could read. Well, <laughs> look, wow. I, I struggled and I did have to have some help sounding out some of the yeah. words, but, um, I think like most of the great things in the world, it's both wonderful and tragic. It's terrible and incredible. And I don't even want to try to describe it beyond that. I'd like you to tell me, A, where the idea of this article first came from, how you came to it, and then B, how you managed to sit down and write these words knowing the enormity of the situation. So a friend of mine had been, the family got in touch with her because of her relation to stuff and um, for an organization that doesn't exist anymore, but she helped them out. And so she uh, emailed me uh, repeatedly, uh, like, look at this, look at this. And then, of course, uh, or Instagram messenger to me, which you carrier pigeon would get to me faster. <laughs> and I was in Austin, Texas, uh, just doing absolutely nothing. Like, you, have you ever gone to another city for like a whole bunch of meetings and then every single <laughs> meeting canceled? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that wow. was that. Wow. Uh, I mean, that sounds both, again, like I said, the universe seeks a balance. It sounds awful, but also kind of amazing. I ate a lot of tacos. It was fantastic. Mm, I yeah. love tacos. Me too. Yeah. And uh, and so that's that was kind of it. And, you know, so when I was there, I talked to this. And, um, and so the, the thing about it is it's this story about this kid named Alex Etheridge. Mm-hmm. And Alex is, you know, it starts when Alex is 12 years old. He's 13 now. And is yeah, he's having a tough time walking. And he's got a little bit of pain. Yeah. They take him into the ER. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you've got cancer. I think he might have cancer. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit, he has cancer. And, and it kind of, it's, the thing about the story itself is it's, it, you know, what I say in the first line of the printing thing, it's hard to beat, not to quote myself because you sound like a jackass, but <laughs> I do it all the time. Th- this story will either break your heart or it'll mend it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of it. And this, I guess that's what I meant by setting it up is like it's yeah. it's a terrible story, but it's also a really important story. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's not about this kid who's dying. It's about a kid who's living. Yeah. And to me, the the, the thing, again, people are like. That sounds interesting. I wonder what the fuck they're talking about. Um, Alex K- 
came with his he uh, he he loves rock and roll. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. rock and roll and roller coasters are kind of his two things. Well, he's a thirteen year old. Of course, he does. Yeah, and he's you know he's been playing this stuff, and he's really into rock. He loves Youngblood. He loves Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. His favorite band is Green Day. Makes sense. Um, he likes a lot of music that. Truthfully, I'm not a huge fan of. Same, but Um, here's what I found long, long, long ago. And I don't mean to interrupt your story, but even if someone is a fanatic about a band that I could give a shit about, I know that we have more in common than we don't because they love music. And I love music, too. It's changed my life. It continues to inform my life to this very day. So even if I don't like your favorite band... <clears throat> Queens of the Stone Age. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what? I know that we have more in common than we don't. And I'm just kidding you about Queens of the Stone Age. I, yeah. I know. I know. I, trust it's me, just, man. I, I, lear- yeah. I learned to take a joke a long time ago. It's, it's good. I, I'm glad you're making progress on it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, nice. God, why are we having this? <laughs> why? Did, why did we have Chris back in here? Well, again? Let's not miss the moment. I would love to hear about. I want to hear about Alex song. as well. Yeah. Right. So, um, so Alex. Basically, he kind of uh, turned down Super Bowl uh, tickets because he just wanted to, he can only do so much. And so he wanted to rock. So through some stuff, he wound up coming here to Minneapolis Mm -hmm. in March and with his whole family, like the, the, this family or I'll get into them in a minute because they're like superheroes, but the whole family comes to Minneapolis middle of winter to spend four hours over at Flowers Studio, which of course was our friend, the the late Ed Ackerson. R.I.P. And uh, and uh, Ed, you know, Ashley, Ed's widow, donated time. They uh, and they were going to just sit around and be in a studio with uh, Dave Perner from Soul Asylum and Jerry Tapper, Jeremy Tapparino, the bass player, and and Chris Johnson, KJ. Um, just hanging out. They weren't sure exactly what was going to happen. And four hours in a studio is not a lot of time. No. It's not a lot of time at all. And so they just talked, and then it was like, hey, I had some ideas for a song. And so they put together a song in four hours uh, with Alex playing the drums, Mm -hmm. uh, Dave playing guitar, and singing, and it's Alex's words, and uh, Jeremy playing bass, and it's 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 amazing. The song is really heartbreaking. It's not the greatest song you're ever going to hear. You're not going to go like, oh my god, this is going to be tops of the charts. Listen, kids, thirteen years old. Am I expecting to hear the greatest song of I, all time? No, but I, I have astounding. a feeling that when I listen to it, I'm still going to ball my fucking eyes uh, out. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: You're going to. Great. It's uh, it's powerful and it's amazing and the thing is is i want to know what alex would do at 24 and god willing that's what we're gonna we're gonna hear you know but it's sort of it's sort of amazing and what what really more than anything kind of got me because i'm in the same age bracket although weirdly i'm younger than you which is something i never realized till just now oh yeah i feel like you're significantly younger than i am yeah i'm not but i i'm glad you feel that 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bring a youthful exuberance that makes me think of the silver platters on the Brady Bunch. Um, <laughs> we're going to keep on, keep on, keep on dancing. Yeah, that's that's what I think of when I think of Chris Strath. You know what? That is a high compliment. For the longest time, Like there was, I thought there was a Dave Clark 5 lyric yeah. that was, uh, they were young with all of their might. And I'm like, that is how I want to live. Yeah. And then I realized I misread the lyric. Oh. Oh no! What's the actual? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's not that. Uh, no, it's it's something really <laughs> stupid, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck me! But I'm still gonna roll with it because it's way better than the original. We're gonna talk more about Alex Etheridge and his incredible family and his journey coming up next. But right now, I feel like we would all do well to hear this song by Alex. It sounds like a deal.
Okay. Um, so here's the thing. I know that he's got some pros with him, and I know he's surrounded by pros. That kid's 13. Yeah. At 13, I don't think I knew how to lock my bike up properly, okay? And he got to go to a studio. He came up. Why did he come up to Minnesota? Uh, it was kind of where where the road sort of took him. Yeah. And he's got this astounding family that just kind of really supports them. I mean, I, I kind of don't even know how to relate to their family because it's like this, I want to say it's like a lifetime movie family, except uh, nobody's trying to kill a cheerleader. <laughs> it's uh, more Hallmark. It's Honest to God, Chris has brought <laughs> some very odd darkness to the studio yes, today, yes. but I like it here at Smart Start MN. I appreciate that. We're talking about Alex Etheridge, uh, who's 13 years old and struggling with cancer, but got to make a song in a pro studio with real pro musicians. You wrote a great story that, the story that people can find at dispatchmsp.com, and I highly recommend it. Before we continue and wrap things up with Chris Strouth, I do want to mention Moxie Wealth Management, the most recent signee, the most recent sponsor of this particular podcast. I guess my one question is, Sean, what the hell were they thinking? I think they were thinking we have a bunch of listeners that have their shit together a lot more than you and me. Well, and I mean, so they, they were they, they have to, right? They were thinking, okay, they might have, you know, some money together at this yeah. age because they're probably thinking our peers, people around our age are listening. Yeah, yeah. Um if you are one of these people that thinks you might have some money, uh well, or you do and you want to maybe try somebody new. Yeah. Oftentimes you don't have the greatest experience. I'll I'll use my wife as an example, not oh, her. Uh-oh her financial planner that we haven't heard from in three and a half years. Why would you want to hear from your financial exactly planner? Exactly right. So people like Joe Burgess and his team, they'll stay in touch with you based on your terms and how often you want them to stay in touch with you. They have a full team over there as well for those of us that don't want to deal with a different tax person, a different life insurance person, a different person to handle uh, our other wealth. So the best thing you can do is not delay and actually set up an appointment as soon as possible. Go to moxiewealthmanagement.com. Do you mean right now? I'd say right now, Ryan. All right, let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah, everybody, moxiewealthmanagement.com. Um, I know I agree wholeheartedly. And I also believe that even if you're like, I'm broke, man, I'm dusty, I got nothing. I'll bet you have more than you think you have. Yeah. So at the very least, check in with Joe and his team at Moxie Wealth Management because, I don't know, I mean, even if you don't feel like you have a lot, probably better to start managing what you do have now than, well, not. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's well said. <laughs> Chris, before we bid you fond farewell, <laughs> um, you wrote this great story, and it's at dispatch or dispatchmsp.com, but also people can pick up a copy. I'm assuming it's in the latest issue. Uh, no, it, it's actually old. Pat, one past, yeah. But they can still read the article. They, they can. All right, very good. And the opening line, the what do you call it? The headline or the byline? What do you call this thing right uh, here? It's like the subhead. The subhead. All right, very good. It's not a story about a kid who's dying. It's about a kid who's living. And whether your life is going to get cut short way before it should, or you just drag on like a dusty old cup into middle age and beyond, we're all in the process of living and dying, right? And it's just, it's a shame when somebody who's so creative and so clever and clearly talented has got to 
make that a more compact experience than most of us are going to have to do. Uh, also, I appreciate the fact that you mentioned that you're younger than me. I really, really <laughs> like that, Chris, very much. What would you like to be when we talk about Alex Etheridge, 13 years old, facing an extremely serious cancer diagnosis, and the prognosis is not great? What would you say is the number one takeaway from you meeting the family, meeting Alex, writing the story, processing it, and thinking about all of it? For you, what's the most important takeaway from this story about Alex Etheridge? So I never met the kid. I, oh. I never met Alex. I right. met uh, the whole family, and it's yeah. and it's weird to have his grandmother like emailing me a lot, saying it's a dick move on you know whoever's part because that's a line from the from the thing. And oh. if, if anything else, I made a grandmother add uh, dick move, dick move to the, to the lexicon, and I I feel good about that. But, Again, but the, but, the, but the thing, the real serious takeaway is this thing that uh, Brian's, Brian, the dad, does or has said, which is that they make uh, medical decisions like it is immediate yeah. and, and serious. And they make life decisions like it's going to be forever. Like, and that, that to me is the powerful thing because they're not looking at it the way you are. They are so optimistic but realistic and trying and they are fighting and that is you know it's (laughs) there's that poem rage against the dying of the light and people are always like it's about death and i'm like no it's not it's about growing older yeah and and that's kind of that's kind of but it's, it's still a really apt metaphor for him and that's the thing is alex is a superhero he is no, I take that back. He's not a superhero. He's a hero. Yeah. He's fallible. He's a kid, right? But it's like there was a renewed strength. I'm a guy who's like you. I've been in music my whole life, and sometimes I've lost the fervor. Sometimes I just don't believe. I don't get why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And then this kid who's in this shit position, yeah. he's finding this power in stuff that I'd forgotten about and reminding me of it. And after doing this, I started listening to what got me excited. And all of a sudden, I found myself excited again. Yeah. I found myself I, because of Alex. Ramdas, who I don't really go in for a lot of that whole new age nonsense. It's not really my jam. But he was the one who popularized the phrase, be here now. And I remember talking to Mason Jennings years ago. And he had a song called Be Here Now. And I'm like, what, like Ramdas? And I was totally just being a smart mouth and being a dickhead. And Mason just looked at me and waited for me to be done entertaining myself. And he's like, exactly. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I've thought about that often, many, 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 many times since that happened, oh, my God, 20 years ago. Um, Being in the moment is crucial, right? I mean, Alex does not know what tomorrow brings. His family doesn't know. But... That day, he was in the studio for four hours, and he recorded a fucking rock song, and he did it right. And I think that, to me, is my favorite lesson out of this whole story, is you have to you have to be here right now. Tomorrow is never promised, and yesterday it's gone. So what are you going to do today? What are you doing right now? What are you doing to either enrich your own life or help those people around you? And I know that sounds again. Oh, I, even saying it out loud makes my skin itchy. I don't. I don't like to be that new agey guy, but 
But I think that's valuable, and I think that's part of the story here, right? Yeah, no, that's absolutely it. It's like um, he's he, he's kind of a incredible Zen teacher in a way that he would probably, if you asked him, probably not think he is. But there are so many lessons I've learned getting to know the family, getting to, you know, engage in this. And it, it it's one of those things that's was an honor to do, you know, just to just to be able to build a small monument for, a, you know, for a, a big soul. Obviously, we all wish him the best. And whew, I hope the story does not end anytime soon. Chris Strouth is our guest, and the story can be found at dispatchmsp.com. Am I saying dispatch weird? It sounds like you're saying the patch. Dispatch. Uh, you're, you're emphasizing the patch. This patch, MSP, no, dispatch, MSP.com. You can find the story there. Um, Chris, I wish you the best this year, and I hope you feel good. And I'm really glad that you keep reminding me that I'm older than you. Appreciate that very much. Tell me about this last artist we're going to hear. Oh, uh, this is Wallace. Yeah, yeah. She's fantastic. Hit me. Um, she's just a Southern California person. It's one person. And I kind of think she's the future of Gen Z. It's I, the production. Uh, I think is dicey, but the but song. But again, you've already you've already mentioned that you're a snob. Well, yeah, I am. A, <laughs> I mean, people pay me a lot of money to be a snob, so it works out well. Um, nice. See, I get paid to be a snob, but not a lot of money, like you just said. Yeah. Lucky. Tell me. So W A L L I C E. Yeah. Almost like Alice, but Wallace. Yeah, and the future of so She's, you don't love the pro, you no, don't love the, the production, and, and but that you love the artist. Cover is horrifying. It it the the cover just looks ridiculous, but the song <laughs> it breaks my heart. That whole EP is just magic. Yeah, excellent to see you, Chris. Take care. All right, that's going to do it for the Brian Oak Show right here. Here's Wallace, a song called Twenty Three.
Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414.